Hi, this is Karen Rowland, founder of Hush Providence. Welcome to my new weekly well-being podcast, Real People, Real Conversations, Real Life. We'll be talking about all things relating to the human experience. What makes up a life? What creates joy and happiness? What makes humans the same or different? How do we care for ourselves and each other? We'll even try to answer the five W's of well-being. Who, what, when, where, and why. And how this all fits together. A little ambitious? Maybe. But join us as we connect with local topic experts, peers, mentors, and healers. Welcome to Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. On today's episode, I'm excited to welcome Ashley Cotta Grant. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So, Ashley, you are a registered dietitian and you're an owner or the owner at Food for Fuel Dietitian in Newport, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. fitness instructor, poetess, mm-hmm. wife, and mom to be. You get to celebrate maybe your first Mother's Day coming up, right? In a, in a week yes, or so. Yes, I know. Exciting. I was so excited about that. <laughs> and it's a boy, and he's due when? Yeah. September 4th. So, nice. yep, Labor Day. <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, let's start at the beginning. Um maybe you could share your personal story of self-discovery and how you landed this career path. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely for as far as the career goes, um I had a big long journey <laughs> to get here. So one of the main reasons um I was so interested in nutrition and I wanted to study it was because in high school I had a really poor relationship with food and you know at the time I didn't really understand why I guess it was more just it happened but it's in hindsight that I'm recognizing you know my upbringing had part of it had a role in it and then also you know I was in cheerleading and cheerleading is a sport that is very, you know, physique oriented. And um, so, and I wanted to be captain and, you know, so there was just like a lot of pressure on that. I was very type A, wanted to get really good grades. I wanted to be perfect. I was like a perfectionist. So that kind of led me to not have such a good relationship with food. And, you know, I, why I'm so passionate about what I do now is because I wish I had someone like myself to look up to when I was, you know, maybe 15. I think that's kind of when these uh, issues regarding body image started happening. And I really wish I had that. Um, This day and age, it's definitely different. Like, I don't know if you know Lizzo, she's an artist and she's all about like body positivity and, you know, loving your body no matter what it looks like. And I love that, but I didn't really have much of that (laughs) growing up. Um, The people who are called like, the F word fat um, on TV were looking back are like the healthiest looking people I've ever seen. So it's kind of scary. So that led me to really want to fix my relationship with food, which of course came with a degree in nutrition. And I actually also have a degree in psychology because of course those two pair up so well. So that's really how I got to that point. And then in college, I ended up really getting passionate about plant-based nutrition um, by just becoming vegetarian kind of on accident. (laughs) Um, I just, it happened to be that, you know, the dining hall food just was what it was. (laughs) And I ended up just eating a lot of like salad bar and uh, just things kind of, I was pescatarian at first. And then I slowly moved into, you know, what we could call veganism or just whole food plant-based is what I like to call it. Um, So that's what I 
you know, how I eat now. And it actually really helped me heal my relationship with food because, you know, as you might know, you know, eating disordered eating, I'll say is not just about, it's not even about really the food. It's more about, um, body image and the way you look at food and how you eat, not necessarily so much what you eat, but when you're eating plant-based food, it's really the mindset around it um, that helped me to heal um, along with, of course, other factors like exercise and, you know, support system and all the things we talked about at the Dean Ornish (laughs) program as well. So if you could just step back for a second and talk about the maybe just an overview, the differences between being vegan, being plant-based, you know, whole food plant-based because just kind of what, what are those lines look like? Yeah. So, um, I actually have a podcast about like the different vegetarianisms, but even as far as like going into the terminology, I love to talk about that because veganism is something that I kind of steer away from using that term a lot only because it's very like not inclusive with, with a lot of things. Like it could be that one day you just really are craving fish. And so if you're vegan, um, you know, that community kind of looks like, looks at you like, well, why would you eat that? Um, but whereas, you know, the intuitive eating approach that I really stand for is like listening to your body. And so veganism is more a stand for animal rights, also environmental reasons. Right. And so that's one of the reasons I am plant-based because I do want to eat, um, mostly plants for the environment. And I know like someone like I have a 16 year old cousin who's vegan and she definitely does it for animals. Um, so she's more so eating things like Fritos, which are technically vegan, but are they healthy? No. (laughs) (laughs) And things like that. So when, when you hear vegan and even packages that say plant-based, they're not always, um, you know, health promoting foods, but they I'm sure they're tasty and they don't have any animal products in them. So it's a step in the right direction in terms of health. But that's the big reason is like plant-based is more for health reasons, especially whole food, plant-based, less processed things. And then vegan food can be very processed. Um, And it's so easy now, like restaurants are offering it, even the home delivery services now offer it. So um, there's really no excuses, but (laughs) what are some of the myths maybe about um, plant-based that you can kind of talk about? Yeah. Are you getting enough protein? Yeah. Yes. That's a big, that's definitely like one of the first ones. Protein is like a big one because it was cool. I saw a video the other day, this girl did where she got a lot of backlash on, well, you have like no protein in your diet. And she listed, she went back to that day, wrote out all the protein she was getting. And it was over 150 mil, 150 grams of protein. And she only needs like two thirds or a third of that for her actual like body composition, what she needs in a day. So it's kind of funny because even if you're vegan or plant-based, you can get probably double of what you need or more. Um, and so that means that just goes to show if you're eating a standard American diet, you're probably eating way too much protein. Uh, but another thing I hear a lot is like soy is bad. And uh, that's actually not the case. Uh, it just depends, I guess, on which type of soy you're looking at. So, you know, soy, when it comes to edamame, tofu, tempeh, miso, soy milk, those are things we want to have. Whereas, um, you know, things like fake chicken, <laughs> like fake meats that are made with soy protein isolate, that's kind of where we want to limit and have as like treats, you know, instead of having it every day. And now a shout out to our sponsor, The Good Seed Market 
138 Central Avenue, Seekonk, Massachusetts. Started in 1989 by three friends with a goal of creating a neighborhood market offering simple, natural, organic products for a healthy lifestyle. Now a member of the independent Natural Foods Retailer Association, our friends at The Good Seed are offering our listeners a 10% discount on their first purchase just by mentioning Hush Providence. The Good Seed Market, a place where ideas can grow. So we met at the Ornish Cardiac Rehab um, facility and you were a great nutritionist and helped a lot. I was I did the plan for probably three years. I was really good about it and I actually liked it. It was easy. Um, the pandemic hit and I kind of went off the rails a little bit. So I think I need a little refresher, but <laughs> it does work. It was easy and yeah, I highly recommend it. So um, maybe you could talk, maybe give us some pointers on meal prep and things like that, that to kind of make, make it easy for people. Yeah, actually, um, I'm, I'm big on meal prep for my own life. And I think it's just a really great way to prepare yourself for the week because we all know that feeling of opening the fridge and there's nothing in there and we just close it and then we reach for something in the pantry like chips because it's easier and it's quick and it's delicious. And so having that in your fridge is really important, something prepped, and it's going to look different for different people. For me, I know I like to prep the actual meal on like a Sunday, right? I usually prep like two meals, uh, like a lunch and a dinner option. But for me, that works just because of the way my mindset is and my mentality. And the best tip I can give for, you know, getting into it is starting slow. But also one of the biggest tips in general to stay with it, maintain meal prepping is think of the end result. Don't think of what you have to do in that day, because when I think of having to meal prep, I'm not like, oh, yay, every week. Some weeks I am because I do like to cook. But my biggest thing is, you know, I think of, oh my gosh, I imagine myself, I use that imagery of like me going to look in the fridge and grab something and go head out the door to work instead of me opening the fridge and being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to stop for, you know, lunch at work. And then that's going to take time out of me getting work done. And, you know, so I think of it more as like the end result and that not instant gratification, that delayed gratification. But in terms of the actual prep, I would say there's multiple ways to do it. Like I said, the way I do it is kind of all at once. But if I can break it down, it's so much easier. So kind of like, say, Friday, getting groceries, Saturday, chopping things up, and then Sunday, maybe cooking some of those things. And you don't even have to cook the whole meal. You could even just like chop your bell peppers and onion so that when you go to cook a stir fry on Tuesday it's ready to go. So like it could be simple and you can also utilize stuff like prepped veggies, chopped veggies already done at the store too. If it's in what your budget, because I know I wanna... it's more pricey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall it's not, more, it's not more expensive to do the plant-based diet. I mean, it's, I think that's one of the myths I'm, too. Yeah. I definitely think that's a myth as well, because it depends again, what you're getting. If you're more doing vegan foods, like a lot of packaged baked meat, um, even like a lot of tofu and tempeh, like instead, if you opt for more beans and lentils for your protein sources, and then just have like tofu and tempeh as like special things or less frequently, it's really not expensive. Mm. The most expensive thing is going to be your produce. And I always tell people go for 
you know, frozen, if that's better for you and if that's going to be more functional and more appropriate financially too. But with the seasons changing, I mean, we're going to have all the farmer's markets coming out now. So it makes it kind of fun to get out there and and do all that. I want to make sure we talk about some of the services that you're offering at Food for um, Fuel. So I know that you've got this home reset program and if you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So the home reset is it's, it's just a, essentially a um, way to bring a kind of a kitchen cleansed into your home, a yoga flow, sound bath and journaling prompts. So kind of taking some of the aspects of lifestyle medicine and bringing it to a retreat in your home. So that way, you know, cause retreats, I've been on yoga retreats and I love them, but they're expensive and we don't always have the flexibility on our schedule to just, Oh yeah, let me just like hop on a plane and go here and take work off. But this could just be a weekend, you know, a Saturday, Sunday where you are like, okay, I want some guidance in this area and nutrition and some help with even like meal prepping. And those are things that I offer for services within that home home reset retreat. And my favorite part is really, I love the sound bath because people really don't know how much sound affects them and how little they participate in stress management. <laughs> so it really helps to realize like, wow, and journaling to the journaling prompts. Sometimes people find it really challenging because they're just not used to Uh, diving in and self-reflection. Do you go to the grocery store still? Do you do that um, service? Yeah. Yeah. So the shop and learn is actually one of my favorites and I've been doing a lot of them lately. Uh, And I did one recently that ended up being two hours instead of an hour. And um, it was just because it was a whole group of people. It was like six people. And we had just had a lot of questions, which I love. And so it was really fun to get the different perspectives in the group and different questions and different um, just even knowledge from different people is so such a wide range. Like we have people who kind of understand plant-based and then people who don't. And so it's cool to have them bounce back and forth with their ideas as well. And a lot of times you think you're doing the right thing and making the right choices. And then when you actually sit down and read nutrition labels, it's not necessarily the best choice. So yeah, there's a lot to learn. Yeah, for sure. Especially with the artificial sweeteners right now, a little bit mortified with how many people are using like things that have aspartame and red dye. And it's, it's just crazy. (laughs) Um, So the new mom community, this is a whole sort of new thing for you to kind of Mm -hmm. dive into. You must be excited about all of that. And your little guy, are you going to bring him up with all of this plant-based nutrition later on? Yeah. So yes, definitely excited about the mom community. I actually already had a blog post up about just different nutrients that are really essential for the growth and development of the baby and for the mom, of course, too, during pregnancy. But I am very much excited. Me and Rashid, my husband, are very excited to raise our son plant-based. And he is also plant-based, Rashid. And it's something we decided like, okay, we will say until he is old enough to make his own decisions, we'll raise him this way. And we're just hoping that, you know, he's, he stays on the path. Um, and it's funny because my friends joke with me and who are not plant-based, these friends, um, and they're talking to my belly saying cheese, whole milk. <laughs> and I'm just laughing and I'm like, but you know what, I'm going to raise him like this. And those things are probably 
going to be like he might not tolerate because he's just been used to not eating them. And that's, in my opinion, a good thing. You know, we want to tolerate things that are going to be beneficial to us and not things that are going to harm our harm our system or our body at all. Or the planet, right? Yeah, in the planet and animals. <laughs> you have a favorite plant-based local restaurant that you could share. Ooh, yes, I have multiple, but <laughs> definitely the closest one, I will say to me, the two closest are Root on Broadway. It's in Newport. That's where I go for like, if I'm craving something healthy, <laughs> like a nice um, grain bowl. They have so many grain bowls, smoothie bowls, uh, smoothies, juices. They have coffee too, but I can't, I can't do coffee. I'm like wild on coffee. And then Sprout and Lentil is the other amazing one. And it's more for like, if I have game nights with friends, like treats, people don't even know it's vegan, like when you're eating this stuff. So it's really cool. Uh, but it's again, it's like the less healthy option, but really, really delicious. And, and you plant city you're eating. Plant city has a drive through now. Isn't that isn't that right in yeah, and Middletown? Or? You know, that in the first trimester, I was going to that very often for <laughs> fries and a shake. <laughs> so they also have that five minutes from my house. So that I don't go to as often, but it's definitely nice to have when you're kind of just like, oh, I haven't had fries in a while. Or, oh, the baby wants fries. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to make sure we put on here um, how people can connect to you, if it's either the podcast or your website, or if they want to connect with you on nutrition, counseling, things like that? Yeah. So I do nutrition counseling. It's covered by insurance, mostly uh, for Rhode Island and some of mass insurances. And my website has all the information pretty much for all of my services, my information for contact. So that's really the best place to reach out to me. And that's um, foodforfueldietitian.com. Yes. Yep. And the name of your podcast is Fuel Yourself Fuel yourself. Is that it? Yes. Fuel yourself. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Ashley, thank you so much for participating today, sharing your story and giving us some great tips um, and healthy lifestyle choices. And I definitely need that refresher class. (laughs) So we'll have to talk about that. (laughs) And thanks everyone for listening. And um, until next time, be well. Thank you. Thank you you so much for listening to Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. This would not be possible without the incredible help from Jamie Farinella and Stephanie Whitehead on branding and logo concept, John Papa's endless generosity, David Davignon and Austin Lynch for their skilled technical expertise, and of course, our amazing guests, and all of you, our listeners. Until next time, be well.